Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Was it too loud? Did, did you have feedback? Were the musicians too loud? Could you not hear the pastor? Well, we're here to help you with that. We provide audio solutions for all of your spiritual gatherings. So let's learn something today, all right? Let's go. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. How y'all doing out there? Yes, welcome to another Church Sound Podcast. I am your humble host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor. Pastor Caleb number six. The name is not Pastor Number Six. The name Listen, is Pastor Caleb Winley. It is my brother, show number six. Show numbers. I'm just excited. You have no idea. This guy. <laughs> so excited. So excited. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. Good day. Good awesome. Ah, uh, well, this is um, you know, we we've had like a trifecta of spectacular spectacular shows. Yeah, man. We got mm-hmm. a real special guest in the building. Uh huh. Before we do that, let's um shout out our. Sponsor Metro Podcast Studio, the hottest Metro, Metro the hottest the and the most professional on fire. podcast studio in the heart of New York City, located on the 25th and Broadway. If you're looking to live stream, if you're looking to have quality recording, quality video, multi- stream on multiple platforms, mm-hmm. they are the place for you. you can for give sure. them a call or hit them up on MetroPodcastStudio.com or call them at 844-PODCSTR. And they will handle the business for you. Absolutely. Today's topic is something special. Mm-hmm. Today's topic is called the power of the volunteer. That's what's up. That's what's up. We all started out as volunteers Everybody. somewhere. Everybody had to do some volunteer Even if work. he was made to clean the bathroom. Especially in our church, you start out as no, a volunteer. No, I'm not talking about home. Oh, you talking about old oh, yeah, home? Uh, yeah, mm, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> so I want to give you the honors. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome, man. Uh, this is a, a I want to say a young man that has blessed my life um, through the relationship with our pastor. This, this is his, my pastor's best friend. And um, his name is Bishop Charles Millette. He is the founder and senior pastor of Christian Provision Ministries Incorporated, CPM, in Sanford, North Carolina. He is also the chairman of Positive Direction for Youth, which is PDY, an innovative youth conference designed to encourage and inspire that serves nearly 5,000 youth, youth leaders, parents, and pastors annually. He has a heart for the community. He is committed to the task of changing lives and building communities. Bishop Millette travels extensively through the world, ministering God's life-changing word. He has traveled to conferences worldwide, ranging from Japan to the islands of Bahama, Nairobi, Kenya, and Uganda, Africa, because, because of the demand for the, uh, for the anointing on his life. Uh, he's got so many things. I, one, one thing I do want to highlight is that he has an, he's an incredible author. Incredible, incredible author. He's got two books. One is called Obedience to Kate, to God's Divine Favor and the Favored Life. I want to take this opportunity to open up and invite you all to hear from this wonderful and powerful man of God, Bishop Charles Millet. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, brothers, you, you guys are all right with me. If I was running for governor, you would be my campaign manager. <laughs> he made you sound real Thank important, you. Bitch. He, he is, really though. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm humbled, and, you know, at the same time, I'm really uh, appreciative uh, of those, uh, you know, very encouraging uh, compliments and your words, too. So blessings to you know, Brother Prince and, uh, you know, Pastor Caleb, I, I think and believe what you brothers are doing is a needful and necessary step right now yes, uh, in the body of Christ. I think it's an answer uh, to prayer, and I think it'll help bring a whole lot of clarity to being able to make sure that people can hear and see the gospel message in a way that they can understand. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you being on the show and you know, based on your um, based on your bio, you you know, you had to carve out a couple of minutes for us, and we and we really appreciate that. And I, I just want to let I just want uh, to say thank you. 
Well, you, you, you're more than welcome. As a matter of fact, we're actually in the heart of preparing for that big TDY Youth and Family Conference. Uh, as we're only two weeks away from it. It takes a whole year to plan it. And so, you know, taking the time to talk to you guys right in the middle of all of that, you know, that, that's, that's what friends do. That's what family is for. Yes, sir. And you all are making a difference. And I just wanted to be able to, you know, lend my strength, wisdom, and, and insight to what, you know, God has really entrusted to you, fine gentlemen, and. Well, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate your time, yes, sir. Well, this is right on time for our first segment now on Bishop. I don't know if you know this. We have a segment that we call Sunday School. All of our listeners out there (laughs) understand we have a segment called Sunday School. And what Sunday School is, Sunday School is the funny stories that we share around audio that happens in church that is only funny to people who do it. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So That sounds interesting, brother. (laughs) So with that being said... You're going to get the opportunity okay, class to hear time. It. <laughs> time for Sunday no, school. You're going to get me on here. Come on. Stop him. Well, Pastor <laughs> Caleb... Is yes. the is the is the um the speaker of the evening? How you guys doing? Listen, listen. I've got the funniest story. It may not be real funny, but it's it's, it's kind of sad and funny. Um, I actually had the opportunity to go to a church in a un. We're not going to reveal the location. And what we call it? An undisclosed location. Undisclosed. And and it's amazing because I, I found it's funny because I found that um you will find. Pastors will put. I've, I know a pastor today who has put five hundred thousand dollars aside for just youth ministry and fifteen thousand dollars aside for media. And I could. <laughs> I, I, I just. I can't even understand. But but that's how. I, I, I guess that's question. just. That's just how. I, they, I got, that's how I got they a see question it. though. Oh, okay. Did he have a cassette player? Uh, don't jump into okay. my story, brother. <laughs> so, so the story goes. I mean, we, you know, me and my dad, we've been going to this church over and over again. And like every other church that we would visit, they would always give us the CD, and we would take be able to take it home, and I'd be able to edit it, and you know, make it available to everybody else. And every time we would leave this church, he would, okay, my brother, you know, I, I'm gonna send it to you. Why are you okay, okay? And so, like three times, this happened, and the, on the third time. What happened was they was also having an issue with their video monitors. So they called me upstairs to go look at and find out well, where's, the, where's the problem coming in at signal flow. And I said, okay, so let's look. And then I just so happened to look to the left. To the left, to the left, like Beyonce, and I said, to the left, to the left. <laughs> now I understand why I get a CD maybe three weeks later. And I said, so brother, let me, I said, let me, let me ask you this real quick. So, you guys don't do CDs on every Sunday? He said, oh, well, no, 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 my brother, we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't have the facilities at the moment to put. I said, so wait a minute, hold on. And I cut them off. I said, hold on, hold on. I said, there's impulse buying. There's, there's people that want to walk away with that word. They want to hear what's been said. Mm, what, on the prayer line. What's, what's going on? Line. Hands up said, all so, over the building. Let's go. So, see, I didn't want to assume that this was what was happening, but I, I knew it was. He said, well, my brother, we, we, we still record to a real, a real. I said, oh, I said that thing wow. in the corner. About a bo- <laughs> a, a real? Did you say a to real? real? They record their services. Okay, boys and girls, this is something that happened in the ancient days. I want to yes. let you know exactly that this is how recording stopped. Please continue, sir. So they were recording their services to this real, a real, and then they would dump it to cassette because they had got to a place, and, and I had to kind of, I, I had to minister to the brother because. Sometimes you can have a strong pastor with a strong personality. He don't lead by fear, but he he might you know you might he feel, lean into it. Though. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you may you may feel like I can't go to him. So instead of them going to their pastor and asking for money for a CD burner, they were taught they decided that we're gonna just take everything down the cassette from real to real, and then take it to my house. And then drop it from cassette to, to a CD. Wow. Wow. And, and I was like, wow. are you serious? I said, you can't be serious. I said, brother, 
Let me tell you, we're going to go downstairs right now. We're going to talk to your pastor because you all can't. I said, <laughs> you all can't operate like this. I said, look, I, I don't have no fear in just asking the man of God, brother, can you pray for about $2,500 and get a CD player that's going to give you guys the opportunity wow. to really release the word of the Lord to the people of God? I mean, and so, so, so what was what was what was your takeaway? Your 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 overall takeaway? Well, I, for me, it, it it was funny. It was funny, but then it was sad. Got because you. here we are. This was this, this is not a small church. All right. So it, it it's not a it's not it may not be. I can, I don't want to say it's not a money issue because churches run differently all over the place. True. Right. But for the lead to have a level of fear. Right. Not to want to go to the to the to the man of God who you first and foremost supposed to have a relationship with and say, uh, dad or, you know, whatever, however you re- relate. I call my father dad. And I would be like, well, dad, you know, here's the deal. He'd have been like, what? Get two of them. And so I'm looking and I'm yeah. saying the problem is not the man of God. The problem is fear with you not being able to just approach them and feeling like, you know, I said, I said, if that's the case, if you're so fearful, why didn't you just do a bake sale? Uh, uh, do something. Car wash. Hello? Bring half yeah, and say, wow. you know what I'm saying? Bring, present half and say, well, you know, we need to get a CD player. Well, we, we raised half of the money. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that I, I just I, it, it, it shed a light on me, and I was very appreciative of what we have because, and as well as Bishop Millet, I've been to his church. You think our church is decked out? Oh my God! I got, I got, I got, I got to come see <laughs> it. You got to see it. You go to the tavern. Oh, here go, here go <laughs> my campaign managers again. I know. <laughs> <they are. laughs> Which lends into you, our you, guess, sir, guess, sir. You, you know, you know what, brothers? You know, it's 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 uh, funny uh, for just uh, a minute, and then as a senior pastor, you know, my heart uh, really uh, goes out uh, for that pastor, uh, yeah. for his serve team, and also for the people there. And sometimes things like that happen because there is a lack of exposure, mm-hmm. and okay. apparently uh, it's highly possible that the brothers that are serving there are doing everything within their power to try to accommodate the need mm-hmm. uh, without having the proper you know, tools to actually get it done. And they're, they're like, okay, let's see if, if we can meet this need uh, with, you know, minimal to no tools to work with. It is equivalent, if I may say, of asking someone to go in the backyard and, you know, to dig you uh, a 12-inch pole and you give them a spoon to do it yeah. when you're shovel <laughs> sitting on the side of the yes. house, you know. And, you know, it, 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 it says a whole lot about people that are willing to even give that a shot with limited to almost nothing to work yes, with. Sir. Mm-hmm. But I think in that case, you know, Caleb, you being there, uh, Pastor, you being there, and being able to have that that healthy, wholesome conversation yes, sir. with them, and it was the equivalent to you exposing them. And I would like to believe that their life will be the better uh, as a result of that. But their their churches, you know, all across uh, the country that have very similar stories, and the only thing standing between them and improving the quality of what they're able to present is really uh, knowledge yes, and yes. Uh, exposure. And yes, that's why I'm so grateful for this podcast that uh, you brothers have, because I-, I think this podcast is a very non-threatening way to introduce churches that need to have this healthy conversation mm-hmm. about how they can improve the quality of the message. So I'm grateful that, you know, you guys are exemplifying the courage to really step out and, and give ministries like that an opportunity to be exposed. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Thank yes. You, sir. which lends into the topic of the day. You know, I came up with it. I, you know, I wrote it down. I sent it to Caleb and, you know, I thought he was going to send me the holy oil my way, you know, Bishop. <laughs> you know, because I, I, put, I put the power in the title. You know? yeah. the, the power yeah. of the volunteer. So let's break down just the general definition of volunteer. Now, the general definition of volunteer, a person who voluntarily undertakes or expresses a willingness to undertake a service, one who renders a service or takes part in a transaction while having no legal concern or interest. Now, what I call the church volunteer definition is within a church, volunteers are members 
that want to use their talents or their background to aid the church and fulfill its needs with service and actions rather than money. Rather mm. than money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, probably both. I mean, but, but I get, but, what you, I get but, where you're going. But it, but it doesn't come I get where you're going. You know, right. you're, you're, you're volunteering your service. So how would you, Bishop, dis- define the culture of service in church, in the body? Okay, that that's a very good question. And uh, brothers, we are in the people business. Yes, that's the business that uh, we're in. And when we, you know, talk about you know church uh, as a business, you know, uh, you know, ministry in itself uh, is big business, and you know, big business in itself is ministry. And so we specialize in serving and taking care of people. And it takes so many uh, different hands uh, working together to help take care of people because people's needs uh, vary from the time they actually drive on uh, the parking space of the campus, getting out of their cars, to walking to the door, coming in the door, knowing where to go, where to be, and then when they get inside to make sure that what they came for is presented in a way that they all can understand. And that's where all hands on deck actually come in uh, to play. And I like to refer to volunteerism. You know, there are different names that we can, you know, uh, uh, label them. I like to refer to ours in North Carolina, if I can say. We call them our third team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's all about uh, being able to serve the people that actually come uh, to the house of God. And so if I, I look at a service, I look at, okay, well, what is it that I can do to help out? Right. And when you allow yourself to help out, you're actually volunteering, but you're doing more than volunteering. You're actually serving. Right. So there are some things that, you know, I can help out with that another person may not be as comfortable helping out with or may need some training to help out with. Mm-hmm. But whatever my hand can do, yes, sir. as I do that and put my hand to it, I am not only serving the people, I'm serving God too. So I like to think about, you know, volunteerism from the perspective of serving. And serving for me is whatever I can do to help out. Right. So when I, when I think about church, I, I can go back to church when I was a kid and I, I looked at some surveys and it basically, the survey was the percentage of organizations are using 50 more volunteers. It's up 76% from the previous year, 55%. And, and what I attribute that to is, is so many more roles in the modern church Mm -hmm. because like you said, like you said, Bishop, someone's in the parking ministry. Oh yeah. Someone's in the, in the greeters ministry. Yeah. I don't remember seeing none of that when I was a kid. No, we didn't have that. See what I'm saying? So there are more, there are more positions, more responsibilities, more responsibilities and a more demand. Right. Right. Which lends me to what I call, you know, like the seven, I guess servanthood rules that kind of termed is to identify your needs. Mm. So how well, do you identify happened, your needs? Well, what has happened over time, I think that uh, God has graced us to become more knowledgeable about the, you know, coming to church. When I grew up in, in church, it was about coming to church or are you going to church? And now God has blessed us so to we see church more than just a trip that we take. Mm. Church now is a worship experience. Yes, sir. And the experience does not only start once you get inside the building. The experience starts from the time, again, you enter the campus. And when we think about the experience, uh, it's more than just going to church. It's about how do we create and cultivate an environment in for the whole day mm-hmm. to where the current members, the visitors, and people who are there to just see what it is we offer 
how is it that we help those people to have an encounter with God? Mm. And so now more thought has gone into the worship experience and helping people to have an encounter with God. And as we look more at that, we've discovered, okay, there are better ways to do that. There are additional things that we can offer to make a trip to church more than a trip, but it is in a complete worship experience. And mm-hmm. as you start to look at that, you also discover, well, we can do this, we can do that, we can do a little more of this, we can do a little more of that, and then we say, okay, but we're going to need some help doing that. And who is it that can help us to help people that are coming to have an experience and have an encounter with God that day? So I think what has expanded the volunteerism and the need to serve is looking at how we can make the trip to church a worship experience and an encounter with God as opposed to just saying, I went to church today. Right. Wow, that's good. Right. That's good, Bishop. Let me ask you, Doc, you, you talked about the worship experience and that's 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 the focal point. And we need volunteers in those areas. How is it just just deal, just looking at the way the way we look at God? God is a major planner. So he puts things in order. How how yeah. do you guys at your ministry? How do you do you write descriptions um, for what you're looking for in a volunteer? Yeah. Uh, is that how good you question. guys do it? I mean, what what's what's how how's the what's the process for you to bring a person from? a seeker to that place of volunteer? Okay, well, one of the things when we we haven't always, you know, what we're talking about now, brothers, is not something that we have always had. Okay. This is something that we have grown into ourselves, and we still grow into it because we currently make adjustments mm-hmm. uh, to what we have because we look for ways to improve upon, you know, our presentation. So one of the things that we actually look at is, I said, when we started to look at it, let's look at ministry from the perspective of us being the person that's visiting the ministry. That's good. What is it that you believe would help you to have a great experience in church that day? And so we started, you know, uh, from the very beginning and setting everything up. And, you know, we started writing down what would be a good experience and what we felt that would you know, help people to leave church that day, really being extremely blessed and appreciating the care and the nurturing that they got. So we started taking those notes. And then after that, I began to share uh, my vision uh, and my heart about how we should take care of God's people. Mm -hmm. You go to anywhere in corporate America and, you know, five-star service, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and preparation and having conversations and training and prepping to provide a level of service to their customer base because they realize that the way they take care of the people that come to their establishment has a whole lot to do with whether those people are going to return or continue to do business with them. And sometimes we make the mistake of just assuming that people just automatically have to come to our worship experience, that they automatically have to come to our church. Mm. And really, that is is not true. I mean, think about it. Uh, If you think about each of our churches, people probably pass maybe, you know, 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 churches before they even get to the place or the house of worship that they regularly attend. And there's a reason why they pass by or continue to go or make their way to the house of God that they currently serve in because people used to choose choose churches, brothers, based on convenience, based on if their parents and family members went there. And this day and this hour, people choose churches not only by what the Spirit of the Lord is leading them to do, but they choose churches that tend to solve problems for them. And problems are solved for people based on service, what we can provide and what we actually can give. And it doesn't mean that people should just come to church for what they can get and they should come to church and tell us what to do or how to do. But what it does mean is this. These are God's people. Yes, sir. We set the tone. We create the atmosphere. We provide the level of hospitality and the culture and the environment where people come there and they say, God. Not only was it only good to be here, but I felt God here. I had an encounter with God. I want more of this. I want to actually come back. 
So with that, we sat down, we looked at it, we started putting together uh, the manuals uh, as to, you know, not only what we do, but how we would train other people to do it. Okay. And what we do, for example, let's say a person is interested in being a part of a search engine. One of the first things uh, that we actually do is we have the representative in that area to make the initial contact with that person, to have a verbal conversation about, you know, what the department is about mm -hmm. and, you know, what we do and why we actually do it. That's good. Then the next thing we do is we put the manual in that person's hand and we give them time to review and read that manual. And afterwards, if they still would like to serve in that area or feel that that is something, an area that they would like to help out in, then we say, great. So mm -hmm. then we bring them in, brothers, for step three, and we just let them come and sit in that area of ministry at least three times to just watch and observe. They don't involve themselves. They don't engage. They just watch the operation. After sitting in three times, we bring them back for step four. The next three times they come, they be in a shadowing position where they begin to touch, okay. begin to get a feel. Sure. We give them some opportunities to do some things with the leader, you know, over them. And then the final stage is, okay, you're coming for the next stage. We're actually going to let you do the work, and we're going to be here to watch you do it. And even as you make mistakes or learning to do it, we're going to teach you how to do it from here. And then we continue to repeat that process until the person is comfortable with their ability to help out. Well, wow. Bishop, you actually covered three <laughs> topics all in one. And and what I want to... Oh, wow. And, 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 <laughs> this is awesome because what, what I find is... I got. I told you on the phone earlier, and I was telling you how when I go and I go and I do cons consultations in churches, and that I kind of run into the same, same, the same issues from church to church to church to church. And me and Caleb were discussing this, and what you broke down was a recruitment process. Mm -hmm. You broke down mm -hmm. a screening process, yep. and you broke down a training process. And those three things done in succession allows. One two things to happen it allows the person who's coming in to, to get a view inside out, and it allows the 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 leader of that ministry to see to look at that person outside in. That's good. Yeah, that that is so very. You know, and sometimes people uh, in our local church or in our ministry, they don't even necessarily know where to serve or necessarily how to serve. Okay. And so what I found out as the senior uh, leader of our, our congregation, I had to begin to encourage uh, my downline to talk to the people about what you do. Just share a little bit of the vision about what you do and why we actually do it. And when people actually hear the story about what you, why you do it, it's like, Wow, that's why you do that? That's the difference that it makes? I want to help you do that. And what we found out is that we share the story and explain why we do it and the difference that it makes. People all of a sudden say, I don't necessarily know how to help you do it, but I want to help you do it. And if you're willing to allow me to help you, then I'll come and join you. And then we say, wow, that's all we're looking for is a person is willing to help us and we'll teach you and show you how uh, to help. And it, it not only is something that stays at church, this is something that the volunteerism team, the serve team, it becomes a part of their life. It's once they get that training, yeah, yeah. they get that skill set, it's something that they can carry back to their job, to yeah. their family, to their community, wherever they serve. It's, it enhances their skill set. It builds their resume. It builds confidence. They learn That's teamwork. So they learn conflict resolution. They learn problem solving. And, and they learn how to deal with the culture, really, of church people as a whole, you know, mm -hmm. because church people are people that are really trying to figure it out trying to get better and as they figure it out and as they get better they serve god and teach others to do the same that's awesome let me ask you this bishop um before yeah. before you started this process what brought you to this revel this 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 revelation of the process what were 
Like, what were the bumps in the road? Because I'm pretty sure it's some leaders out there that are saying to themselves, oh, that are saying to themselves, well, I got, you know, Brother Jack in, 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 in audio. And yeah. I'm, 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 I think, I think he know what he's doing, but I'm not sure if he know yeah. what he's doing, but he here every Sunday and he faithful. Yeah. But every time he turn it on, I got feedback. I got this, I got that. Yeah. How, what was, yeah. what was the event or a, 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 a series of events that caused well, you to say, we need to have a process in place? Brother, I can give you one word that caused me to change, and that word is pain. <laughs> I do it. Brother, it would hurt so much, you know, not to have, you know, stuff really run and function like a kid. You know, uh, I take ownership of it because I had a season as senior pastor where I just complained, and I just complained. Why we can't get this? Why we can't get that? Why don't y'all do this? Why don't you do that? It looks like y'all would know to do this and know to do that. And, you know, I was complaining, brothers, about something that I was submitting. Mm -hmm. And when I say I was complaining about something mm -hmm. that I was submitting, I was complaining about something that I was not investing in. I wanted it to be better. I wanted it to change. I wanted it to have a certain flow. But... It was going to take my personal investment from the perspective of saying, okay, the people have a heart to serve, but is it possible that they need some help with the training? Mm. Is it possible that I need to create and cultivate an environment where they actually can get better? It is obvious that their heart is in it because they wouldn't keep showing up week after week, sure. hour after hour, you know what I'm saying? Service after service, conference after conference. So, their level of commitment was not the question. So I had to go back and take ownership and ask myself and say, wait a minute, what am I asking my people to do? And then what am I giving them to do it with? Mm, that's good. And so when I went back, I said, that's you know good. what? I, I, I've, got to, I've got to do better than this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invest in, you know, uh, bringing people in that can help them, sending them to trainings and uh, sessions, uh, that they can learn to be better at. I am going to lend my voice to uh, them and support them and let them know that I appreciate their willingness to learn more and be involved more. And I started off by actually apologizing to them for not getting them the help sooner. And they appreciated that, and it was like they wanted to work even more and volunteer even more. So exposure introducing them, supporting them. And then, brothers, honestly, I had to put resources behind it because I couldn't ask them to really do a $1,000 job mm. and give them $2 tools to do it with. How many times and, have I said that? You know, <laughs> I got to pause, right, pause right here, Bishop. Because, <laughs> you see, you, you, you in my back pocket, you in my backyard, you in my deep in the closet, because I've been saying this to this brother sitting next to me forever well i'm not saying <laughs> no, you know what no, no 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 you need to say you no no well i mean i'm never said i'm never and and, and bishop try to clean like it bishop, up now watch nah, out nah, now. bishop bishop is that's like my uncle now so you gotta just all right <laughs> i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to blow me up in front I'm of not, my family <laughs> hey, hey, listen. no but what, 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 what you know but really brothers actually uh you know <clears throat> sometimes look it was hurting so bad. You know, when you're dealing with pain, mm -hmm. you got two types of pain. <laughs> you got the pain of saying the same, or you got the pain of change. Mm, okay. Now, the interesting thing about them is they both hurt. So you got to decide, since you're going to hurt a little bit, which is the best pain to have? Right. The pain of staying the same mm. or the pain of change? So I had had my season of the pain of staying the same. <laughs> So I said, you know, let's embrace, you know, the pain of change. And what I had to realize was, listen, the investment was well worth it because when I was looking at what it might cost or what it might take or what we would have to set aside to do it, at that moment, I wasn't thinking about are the people that are coming every week, are they able to hear the worship team and understand what they're saying? Mm. Are they able to hear the music? 
and understand how the music goes with the lyrics? Is it really too loud? Is it too much feedback? Can they only hear us on the right side of the building and not hear us on the left side of the building? Do certain microphones work? Do other microphones not work? When we go to certain places in the building, does the sound drop out? The quality of TV, can they see us? Is it too dark? Is it too light? Do they even know we are actually there? Do we have moments when we're showing stuff and it's nothing but blank? So I'm like, wait a minute. Mm. This is God telling me, hey, Bishop, you got a great message, but your package needs <laughs> major overhaul. So you got a great product, but the package in which you're trying to deliver it in is so aggravating until people are not even benefiting from the product because the package and the weight it's coming is so horrific. Mm. So wow. that helped me to make the adjustment. And now, People being able to hear us just being like, now I can do things like this. Hey, could you turn that down some? Not only can you turn that down, but can you turn just this area down without taking away from the other area? Wow. Now they got so many options. Sure. And not only do they have options, guess what, y'all? My, you know, serve team in media spent many years trying to serve me by not making a mistake. Wow. Mm. So they served every Sunday trying not to make a mistake. And what they were doing was, over a period of time, they were serving and volunteering more by constraint than they were by celebrating what they were doing. Wow. Well, so after I got them training and after I got the right uh, tools and the right equipment in, now they serve and volunteer in media. They don't serve not to make a mistake. They serve every week having fun, That's enjoying good. it, That's celebrating good. it. And anytime you got a person that is serving and they're trying not to make a mistake versus serving because they're enjoying it, the quality is going to be at two totally different levels. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. So all the questions I was just about to ask you, you just kind of covered. It's amazing. <laughs> Sincerely, uh, brother, it, 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 you know, it, it, it comes from you, God. I guess, I guess, I'm, you know, slightly discerning when it comes sure. to it. But really, honestly, the best way for us to really help, you know, the, the folk in media that are really listening and and, and they're tuning in, uh, you know, to this great station. A lot of uh, this podcast. A lot of times, people don't realize that one of the ways to grow and strengthen your ministry is through your media relations. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yes. Your, whether, whether it is your electronic media or your print media or either your web media, sure. all of those are fitly joined and compacted together, each one supplying the other. And mass communication methods have to be accomplished as a result of preparing and training and releasing people to do the work. Wow. Yes. Yes. So let me ask you, Bishop, um, can you define like what are what are the different departments inside of your your media ministry? OK, we, we got obviously we got the audio ministry mm -hmm. uh, in itself. And then we have a separate group of people that do nothing but uh, run like a uh, pro presenter and media shout during the worship time. That's one part of the audio with the lyrics. Then we got the other part of the audio where they're doing nothing but dealing with how sound. And then we got another crew that's mixing the audio in the back uh, for video because the video people are at work. And then we have the lighting team uh, that is, you know, also uh, at work. And then we have added to our team, uh, gentlemen, what we call uh, our pulpit coordinator. And our okay. coordinator is the one that is synchronizing all of those different departments and making sure that everybody's coming in at uh, the right time, working directly uh, with the director. Uh, we have a house sheet every morning that shows what's going to happen from the time we start the worship experience to the time the service is over that day. And each morning, announcements and all of that, the pulpit coordinator is going to each one of those team members and saying, According to uh, the service sheet today, this is when you come in. Are you ready? Are you set? This is when you come in. Are you ready? And mm. you set. You two will be community. And it's like 
not only do we have a director that's overseeing the Sunday service with the production, we have a pulpit coordinator that makes sure that what that director is calling, all of those people are in place to make that happen. So nobody gets a microphone, nobody comes to the platform or does anything in the worship service on Sunday morning without a person from the pulpit coordinator position having a conversation with them to make sure that we're right. And does Spirit of God still has room to alter and move the service because everything that we do is predicated on the Holy Spirit being in charge of what we do. However, we do believe that it is our responsibility to make sure that everybody's experience that day is the best experience that it possibly can be for that person's life. And this is the way we uh, embrace it. We tell ourselves, Every Sunday must be a great Sunday. Mm -hmm. We don't get to have a bad Sunday when it comes to media. Every Sunday has to be a great Sunday when it comes down to how we present the gospel. And what I found out is when you ask people to help at that level, Mm -hmm. they have a greater appreciation for what they do because you set a standard and ask them to reach towards God so that people can be blessed by it. Wow. Wow. Well, you have absolutely blessed me, Bishop. Now, I'll, I think one of our last questions, last before last question, how do you reward and appreciate, how do you show appreciation to your team members, your serve members, you know, just your serve teams and everything? How do you, how do you guys uh, make that happen? Well, let me say this. I believe that I can do better. Okay. And I believe I should do better. And we just had conversations about how much more we can do to let the people know that love to serve, how much we appreciate what they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've implemented uh, annual appreciation and celebration dinners or brunches for our serve team members. However, at the same time, what I have found out that they love and appreciate even more, and our congregation supports them more. It's from the pulpit. I use that platform to compliment them and appreciate them in public fashion and in our services by saying, hey, our video department, they are simply amazing. With that commercial and with those uh, presentations, I mean, hey, let's everybody thank God for them. I do yeah. things like, hey, Y'all are up here teaching and preaching and sharing the gospel, and y'all are being blessed. And here we are at the first service at 8 o'clock, and now we're at the second service at 11. But let me help you understand something. There were people that, that, that were getting up at 5.30 this morning, wow. leaving their house by 6 o'clock. They're standing out there in the parking lot, and the temperature is down in the teens. It's raining out there in the parking lot, or it's 100 degrees out there in the parking lot. And they have been here two hours, two and a half hours, making sure that all of what you are enjoying right now can take place. And if those folk had not been up that early while some of us were sleeping, Mm -hmm. we would not be enjoying the rich benefits that we're having right now. So can we all take just a moment, and I'll call out all of the department names, and and I say, and let's just celebrate and love on every one of them because it is only possible because of what they were doing while some of us were still asleep. Wow. Boom. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That and so awesome. I say things like, you know, so these ushers have been up two and a half hours or an hour before the service getting ready for you. The praise and worship team, the musicians, they've been rehearsing three, four hours you know, this week, two hours at rehearsal, an hour or two away from rehearsal. They put a lot of time and a lot of energy in preparing for you. And so when you come into the house of God and they start to worship with the band and with the praise and worship team and the video people and the audio people and the lighting people, you know, and the other sound people and the other technical people who are on the floor, I said, hey, y'all, they have been doing all of that for us. So we are going to make sure we not only appreciate them, but we're going to engage. We're going to involve because a lot has gone into all of the prep 
just to be here to serve you. And I found out that not only do the volunteers and the serve team love it, but at the same time, I get to teach our Congress to yeah. appreciate the serve team yeah, exactly. at the same time. Exactly. You know what I found, yeah. that, um, Bishop, that that is so rare. It is. And it's a shame that it's rare because I've mixed in a lot of churches and it's always, it seems it's kind of commonplace that the pastor would throw the audio team under the bus, like from the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen that a lot. And yeah. unfortunately, yes. And it, it can be such a demoralizing, demoralizing. Yeah. It could be an ambition killer. It could, it could really tear the whole audio ministry and yeah. and what and what you've shared is that the power of appreciation it's it it goes further. Oh Lord have mercy. Uh, imagine you're in the service and you get a whole bunch of, you know, uh feedback and stuff from the mic and stuff like that. One of the first things that happens is everybody looks at the audio people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like what are they doing, man? Why don't they get that together? Even when I'm traveling and I'm on the road, uh, one thing that I understand, the audio and video people can be my best friend or they can be <laughs> people that can make me look terrible that day. Yes, sir. So if they, and, and sometimes, hey, brother, look, we all have a little oops moment. Absolutely. Okay, oops, yeah. that was too loud. Yeah. Oops, I should have brought that mic in. Oops, I should have had that mic on. Oops, mm-hmm. that was a shot I shouldn't have got. So we all, I mean, pastors, we have moments in the pulpit. We're like, you know what? I should have said that that way. I should have said it a little this way. So we all have those moments. And that's not like we intend to mess things up. We intend to be a distraction. We intend to create a problem. But a lot of times, if that happens, the pastor can deflect, run interference by making a comment and a suggestion and deflect from that and then come right back and say, you know what, but we thank God for the audio. Thank y'all for getting that right. Thank y'all for getting that right. Y'all give them a hand. Y'all give them a hand for getting it right for us. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's Pastor, it's Bishop, one thing that I loved about you when I when I first met you, that was one of the things, like as I believe that it was doing a conference and something took something went awry. And you stood up and said, Don't turn around and look at them. Let them do what they do and let them handle what they got to handle. And it, for, for us, it was like with the pressure of a conference, you know, you don't want to make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? You don't want those things because you got visitors and you know what I'm saying? You're trying to put your best face on. And, um, I mean that, I will never forget the fact that you did that. I mean that, that blessed me, but it also blessed my team and it really took our morale up a a whole nother level. Oh, well, you know, sometimes, Sometimes, you know, I tell our team, listen, don't push the panic button when you have a moment when we got to do some troubleshooting, okay? Because, you know, once you put the push the panic button, you just add a whole lot of gasoline to the mm, fire. That's good. Mm, that's and in good. many cases, sometimes, brothers, the people don't even know it was a mistake <laughs> yeah, until right. we found right. the alarm. Yep. That is so true. You're so, right. yeah, just deflect it. You know, pull it back in and 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 put it actually together. And we talked to the media team. We said, listen, one thing you can't do with media interest, you cannot wear your feelings on your show. That's right. You, you just no. can't do that. Can't. For example, you know, Pastor Caleb, as a director, mm-hmm. you might be in the heat of a conference and you're trying to pull something together, and you say to your cameraman, "Hey, pay attention. Please stay glued in." And let's say the tone of your voice, instead of it being at a two, it was at a three. Yes, sir. Well, that person, if they were their feelings on their shoulder, well, he, he didn't have to be as loud with me like that. And no, no, he was not loud with you to be offensive. He wasn't loud with you to try to demean or suggest that you don't know what you're doing. It was in the heat of bringing everything together. And for just a moment, his voice was slightly elevated because that's the area that he was trying to bring in because he's got something else to pull into. Sure. So we all have to understand, listen, listen, same team, same yeah. team. Exactly. Same team. Exactly. Same team, same team, and over and over and over.
God can give the vision to one person, but it takes a team to bring that thing to pass. That's so true. Well, one the one and last so question. Just know that. Thank you, sure, thank brother. you, Bishop. The last question for the for this podcast: What advice would you give a pastor, kind of having trouble recruiting, building that serve team, building those volunteers, uh, building that media team as opposed to that media individual? What what kind of uh, uh, advice would you give them? Well, I would. The first thing I would do is, you know, it's one thing, you know, for me to solicit and ask for volunteers and serve, uh, and a lot of people will do that, you know, because they want to try to help pass it. But what I found out is when, again, when you share the difference that what you're doing will make, mm. and how a person's life can change by simply helping to make something clear and keep them focused on it's all about helping people to figure it out, yeah. helping people to find their way, helping people to get better at life. That's good. And then you just share with them, I, I need your help. Uh, together, this is what we can do. I found out, Pastor Caleb, that people like personal invitation. Mm, uh, when you go down, instead of just a mass commercial inviting people to participate, sure. when you go out and say, hey, hey, brother, uh, I'm, I'm Pastor Caleb, and I work with uh, media, and um, these are some of the things that we're doing, and you know, I, and I want to introduce myself to you, and uh, we're looking for uh, to train some people and work in a certain, and I want you to know that if this is something or ever something you would like to learn about, like to be a part of, man, here's my personal invitation. I'd love to talk to you more about it. I think personally reaching out to people and giving them that personal touch, because if you make people feel special for mm -hmm. just a moment in that invitation, the likelihood of them giving you a chance to train them is, it goes much higher. Sure. Uh, so I, I would say, I would say personal life. Don't, generalize it and make it a mass kind of thing. That's good. Uh, really, and, and come right out and just ask, hey, uh, could you help us? That's good. That's good. Could and you then help us? one of the things, and yeah, could you help us? And That's one of the good. things that I found out, depending on which department it is, uh, Jim, I know our time is wrapping up, depending on which department it is, certain people will help you, but they won't do it if they feel like they've got to permanently commit to it. Mm, okay. And Everybody that helps in every department doesn't have to permanently submit to that department to help. Sometimes people never, Pastor uh, Caleb, truly and fully join a department in our church full time. Sometimes okay. they only join to be a part of a task group. Mm. Like this is something that we're going to do a couple of times a year. And so they want to be a part of it those two times out of the year because their schedule or their life does not permit them to commit on a full-time basis. That's awesome. Like, man. we have people that are part and serve on the worship team who work in the evening, so they aren't able to make uh, rehearsals and on be a part of the regular schedule. But for Easter and Christmas, we have special rehearsals and times, and they say, hey, I love to sing. I want to be a part of it for Easter, and I want to be a part of it for Christmas, but I'm not on the choir on a regular basis. Youth and Children's Services Ministry. People don't want to work it all the time, every day, every Sunday for sure. the whole year. Yeah. But they say, you know what? Y'all got a special event. Hey, sign me up. I'm going to help with that. I like to volunteer. So having said all of that, there are times and opportunities where you can involve people to serve and volunteer, and it doesn't have to be a permanent full-time volunteer serve position for you to do it because some people – aren't able to give you that much, but they can give you what they can give you. And those things can 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 work too. I had times when people said, well, you know what? You don't have enough passion for it. If you had more passion, you would be involved. <laughs> yes, here. You, you would give more time to it. So you don't have enough passion. And, and listen, just because a person doesn't have as much passion as I have, doesn't mean that they don't have passion. Right. Oh, they do good. have passion. Right. They just don't have as much as I have for it. Exactly. So let's yep. not exclude the people who don't have as much passion but do have some passion for what we do because we need both of those categories. Just like some jobs 
hire full-time workers, mm. and some positions are only part-time. Exactly. Wow. Well, Bishop, you said so <laughs> Amazing. much. Amazing. So, um, Bishop, tell us about your church and, and how people can get in contact with you and, and the ministry. Sure. Again, we're in the beautiful state of North Carolina and in this great city called Sanford. And wherever you are, you can just go to ChristianProvision.com and you can make the connection with us. You can get uh, a codex shot of who we are and what we do. You can go to the Apple Store, free download. Christian Provision Ministries is our church uh, app where you can actually stay in touch. And even if you can't visit as often or don't get a chance to visit, you still can pray for us and support us and get to hear all of the great things that God is doing via the podcast. And so the website and the podcast is, is, is the best way to reach out. And also uh, social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, you'll see Christian Provision Ministry. Just click that in and it'll come up. And from time to time, I come on and reach out and touch the world and say hello to people. And it's always a privilege and an honor for me to be able to do that. So again, Christian Provision dot uh, com and you can connect with us and find out a little more about us and thanks so much for allowing me to share that oh thank you thank you sir thank, thank you. you and and men women all that are listening remember christianprovision.com when i say that this church if you are in the north carolina area this church is a place where you can grow and mature and your life will absolutely change. I'm not just saying that because it's my uncle. I'm saying that because I've been there and I've seen lives change with my own eyes. And so um, I just want to thank you, Bishop, for, for this opportunity, for sharing your heart. I thank you for all the people that are going to hear this and their lives will never be the same. The adjustments that will be made, even even for me, there was things that you've shared that I said, I got to make an adjustment. I got to tell this person about that. I got to, you know, I mean, <laughs> everything that you shared was just so powerful. And I just, I am so humbled and so thankful that you, that you came well, and shared with Kay us. Caleb, listen, the last time I was sharing, because, you know, I get to visit the family annually every year in June yes, sir. Uh, for the prophetic gathering. Uh, and I went in and I looked at your operations. And when I left the operation, Caleb, I came back home and said, hey, y'all, there is room for us to improve. <laughs> I've been up there to dream life, and I watched Caleb. But, Caleb, what I was most impressed with was the level of just knowledge that your team had yes, about sir. what they were doing. Yes, sir. You know, sometimes you can ask questions in media and all of the answers are in the head of one or two people. Yes, sir. But all of your team were knowledgeable of what I was inquiring about. And that was impressive to be a senior pastor to see the level of comfort that your team had sharing about what they were doing. That left me. Wow. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks of all ages. <laughs> we want to thank <laughs> our honorable guest. Man. We God. must have him back on. And, yes, sir. And we have to do this live when he comes to the conference this year. Yeah, for sure. We, we got to do part two. Because people need to see you, sir. It's one thing to hear your voice. I mean... This man is incredible. I'm, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop bigging you up. <laughs> you yeah. guys. Well, you know you 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 you're my, you're my campaign manager. Yes, sir. If I can put this one, if I can put this one other plug in, Go I ahead, would sir. say to pastors, and I would say to media leaders, department heads, do not be afraid to invest in a body, in a person, in a team that can help you present your message and set your presentation up in a way that really helps people to understand what it is that you're delivering. And sometimes you got to spend, and it's not even spending, it's an investment. Right. You got to hire somebody that knows what they're doing. And when you hire somebody that knows what they're doing, it, it is worth it because they're going to strengthen and grow and enhance your local church, and you'll reap benefits from it many, many, many years to come. Don't be afraid to bring people in that have the knowledge that can help you get
where you really want to go. It's more than spending money. It is an investment in the future hopes and dreams of your local church. And your wow. That is words <laughs> well-spoken. These are conversations I have a, a great deal. Yes, absolutely. And so we want to thank you once thank again, you Bishop, again, oh, and man. being a part of the Church Sound Podcast, episode number six in number the book. six. What? In Man. The In the books. I feel like he just put the holy oil on us, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't but go far. We can't go, go up with him, man. Yeah, I'm serious. Next level. But thanks again. And, and ladies and gents, boys and girls, this is the Church Sound Podcast. Remember to put God first in everything you do. Everything. And we will see you next time right here. Bless y'all.